train when we're coming down the lane. Throw the hammer to the ground when we visit your town. You know it's going down when we're coming down the lane. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Train Stop, a Purdue basketball podcast brought to you by HammerandRails.com. I'd like to thank Hammer and Rails and SB Nation uh, for letting us do this. We'd also like to thank uh, the fantastic Mirror Men for that beautiful intro music you heard. It's called Boiler Up. You can check them out online, uh, MirrorMenMusic.com, or you can do Twitter at MirrorMenMusic, uh, or on YouTube. Their channel is MirrorMenMusic, and they have some amazing videos. Also, uh, shout out to Treebeard. Um, <laughs> my, we'll do intros. My name is Anish Ramaswamy. I am a six-year veteran of Purdue University, and no, I didn't take two victory laps. Um, I am a master's student. I did my undergraduate, graduated in 2011, and uh, now I'm a master's student. And alongside me, a man that you know and love from his basketball writings on Hammer and Rails, and a man who's wearing some pretty awesome shoes, Steve Landry. Ah, I'm really happy to be here, excited for this. We're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of you know me as Slandry on there just by my tag. This is our first episode of this. I'm really excited. We're going to be discussing a lot of things going around Purdue basketball in the Big Ten. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think it'll be good. So what, just a little background on both of us, what uh, just briefly is your Purdue history and your favorite Purdue sports moment? My history, actually, I'm from Bloomington, Indiana, so I was Ooh. born and raised a Hoosier, but uh, Grace Agave became a Boilermaker. I love it. So, yeah, I actually went to IU for two years and transferred up here just because I was miserable down there, but that's a long story that we won't get into. Uh, so I've, this is going into my third year at Purdue, and love it, love the sports atmosphere here. Football could be better, but I mean, hey, whatever, Indiana sucks at football, wherever you're at, I picked yeah, up on. Yeah. So, and then, gosh darn it, basketball is just about the best ever right now, all over the place. We could be better, but you know, we'll we'll get into that. We'll get we'll get into it. We'll get into uh, how Coach Painter's done. We'll kind of do right. a uh, you know updating you on how Coach Painter's done since the Baby Boiler Class of 2007. Favorite sports moment? Favorite sports moment would have to be when Purdue played Michigan State at Mackey. Oh, two, I remember ooh, that. What was it? That was 2000. The 2010 to 2011 season, where we and throw the Ohio State game in there, both those were just the best. And I had paint crew tickets, and I'll never forget that my ears literally rang for two days after we shut down Soldier, shut down Draymond Green, uh, and I remember that the Ohio State game was when Etwan Moore just went oh off, had that acrobatic lay-in, uh, the three-point where he dribbled behind his back and just swished it. That was hands down the best Boilermaker moments in sports I've had. I think that Ohio State game was one of the loudest I've ever heard Maggie. Oh, absolutely. I think when, when Etwan fumbled around with that uh, right before he yep. hit a three, yep. that was the loudest I've ever heard Maggie. It was oh, amazing. Oh, my gosh. People went nuts. Um, my favorite – well, first of all, um, I was born in West Lafayette, went to high school um, on the north side of Indy, uh, Carmel High School. Shout out to the Greyhounds. Thank you. Um, I know half of you, the, the Indiana listeners, already hate me. But um, – <laughs> Uh, then came to Purdue, did my undergraduate, and now again I'm a master's student. And my favorite Purdue sports moment would probably still be in Mackey. It was, I believe, uh, close to New Year's Day 2010 when we played West Virginia. Oh. And that, it was like the, the first real national headline game that we had at Mackey. Um, West Virginia was great. Um, and we we came into it for the first time with expectations. Everybody right. was expecting us to win, and I think that was the first time people really respected us as a national mm-hmm. power. 
And that was, Mackie got so loud. That tin roof was buzzing. It was amazing. That place literally can make your ears bleed. Oh, I love it. I, my, I, I remember after really big games, I leave just my head's pounding. Oh, yeah. yeah I feel terrible, but once screen. we win, I'm just like, oh, well, screw it, whatever. This is awesome. <laughs> so we're going to get into, uh, for, wait, first run down your favorite uh, sports teams. Uh, as far as college goes, absolutely Purdue, obviously. Love uh, them. For the NBA, Chicago Bulls, oh. baseball, Chicago White Sox, oh. football. Ca- I'm, I'm a pretty casual NFL guy. I am more so into fantasy as opposed to watching, but uh, I'd have to say the Bears, I guess. And then, uh, yeah, what about yourself? Man, that's you, I know you, that's, you, that's you rough. I am I am anti Indiana outside of Purdue, oh, that's and really I find myself rooting for Butler occasionally just because you know. So guys. in college, um, I'm obviously a Boilermaker. I'm wearing my Butler Bulldogs sweatshirt. My mom's a professor there. Right. I grew up around there. I love the Bulldogs. In the NBA, the greatest professional sports franchise is the Indiana Pacers. I'm sorry if you believe anything different. You're an idiot. <laughs> You're an idiot if you believe that. I love me some Pacers, even though they could do a little better. Another podcast for another day. Um, and NFL, uh, my Colts. I love, I love my Colts. I'm a hometown boy. I'm an Indiana boy. Um, I also randomly picked up an English Premier League team. I know you're not too into the soccer. Yeah, soccer's not really my forte. Uh, the Liverpool Reds, those are my boys, LFC. But that's just a little rundown on us. Again, I am Anish. That's Steve. And we'll kick it right into the season preview about Purdue. First, since the Baby Boilers class, Matt Painter has gone 151 and 58, a 72% winning uh, winning percentage overall, and 73 and 33 in the Big Ten, which amounts to uh, just under 69% in the Big Ten. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, Painter Painter's done a lot of amazing things with a lot of not necessarily amazing players, but he can take a guy who's got raw talent, who's pretty solid in high school, and make him into something good. Absolutely, I think that's his. I think that's one of his best attributes. I mean, if you remember back in 2007, Juwan Johnson wasn't. Oh, he was. He wasn't anything special. I mean, he was an athlete, a shot blocker, you know, offensive rebounds and uh, putbacks were his main way of scoring. But by the time he left, you know, he had one of the best jump shots in the Big Ten. I would smooth. say it was awesome. He just gets guys that fly under the radar, and you know what I. I would absolutely love it if he went out and, you know, I was reading this article in the New York Times today about uh, Kentucky Wolf. Oh, it was good. That, it was that, a good article. Yeah. The, uh, what was it? The Kentucky something lodge, their ball player lodge. Mm-hmm. That sounded awesome. I was like, man, if Purdue could do something like that, that'd be amazing. But, you know, what, what Painter does is fine. I love it. Uh, we don't go out and get those one and done guys who, you know, are more committed to themselves and not the program. Exactly. So, Matt Painter, uh, you know, in Painter we trust. Um, key losses for the Boilermakers from last season. Obviously, Robbie Hummel, uh, legend, Rob's jersey, for those of you who haven't been in Mackey this year, is hanging right next to his classmates, his incoming classmates, Jawan Johnson and Etuan Moore. Um, it, the official reason is because um, they're now including first and second team All-Americans, which I believe Rob was uh, his junior year. And they're also doing 2,000-point scores, which is why uh, Troy Lewis and Etuan Moore are up there. Um, so, you know, Rob, a program legend, Lewis Jackson is another one. One of my personal favorites left. He's now playing in uh, Lithuania, Ryan Smith. Uh, he has exhausted all of his eligibility. Um, but he is finishing up his graduate requirements. Um, I believe he's an education major. So it's we need to do that one. History had. 
Have oh, a, couple, a history have, education. Have, have a couple classes with him. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So uh, he's a graduate assistant on the program, and uh, our two um, transfers, we'll call them. Yeah. Uh, Kelsey Barlow is now playing at the University of Illinois Chicago, and John Hart is playing uh, for the University of Indianapolis down in Indy. Have you uh, have you seen how Barlow's doing? I caught a little bit of how John Hart did the other night. It looks well, like he did all right. Barlow has to, I think oh, Barlow has to sit, has to sit out, out a That's year. Right. So um, he's, I mean, you know, according to his uh, ridiculous Twitter feed, um, he's doing right. I don't even <laughs> bother following that moron on Twitter. That's just no. I mean, we'll save we'll save comments on Kelsey Barlow, but um, we wish him well, kind of. Um, and obviously we wish John Hart well. Right. John, I miss John Hart. We, oh, if we could have had him now, that would have been huge. Yeah, John Hart was just that guy that come off the bench and make plays, whether it be a big dunk to get the crowd going or a huge three in someone's face. And um, those are the those, – so those uh, five, four, no five, are the um, main losses that we had from last year. Um, we'll go by class now, The our returning talent, the seniors, DJ Bird, and Drew Antrup, DJ Bird last season, averaging 8.9 points, 2.3 rebounds, just under one assist, shooting uh, 43% from three and 43% from the field. You know, DJ also, by the time Big Ten season came around, was a Big Ten sixth man of the year. And Drew Antrup uh, was a contender for Mark Titus's Player of the Year award for the most trillions in a season. Yes. For those of you that don't know, trillions are where you have only minutes in your stat line and nothing else. So it's one followed by a bunch of zeros. I think he'll have a little bit more of a role, so he won't be really in the I, trillion man march. But and I'm I'm really happy for Drew. I've I've met him and talked to him, and he's a really great down to earth guy. Uh, you know, he plays hard. So let's go back to DJ Bird. Ending last season, we all thought that he would be the cog that we built around. Right. But um, so we won't. You know, talk about anything that we've seen so far, but what are you expecting from DJ Bird? He's got to up his points. He, he does. But I honestly think that a lot of people may have put a little too much pressure on DJ Bird to, you know, be the sixth man of the year and then come out and be, you know, this huge contributor. Uh, honestly, I think DJ is a, he's a great role player. I think he can be a solid guy off the bench and maybe start in certain scenarios, but I, I don't know if he could be a full time starter at small forward. But as far as what the season goes for, uh, I've, I've always liked DJ because he'll just be that guy what Painter says, you do this and you don't worry about anything else because we'll take care of that. When mm-hmm. he, For instance, uh, in that Michigan State game that I talked about where he had to guard, he shared minutes guarding Draymond Green with That's Kelsey right. Barlow, and he just got all up in Draymond's face, you know, took a pounding in the post. It, he just did a fantastic job guarding him. And last so, year, last year he had to uh, log a lot of minutes in the paint as right. uh, you know, four because yeah, he, he played around with the five. You know, so those are expectations for DJ. Yeah. I think he's got to pick up he's, his three-point shooting. He, he does, because we, we don't have a three-point shooter don't. whatsoever. We really but don't. I just, I just want DJ to make those hard hustle plays that a lot of the guys on the team don't necessarily make, you know, because they don't have that veteran experience. We'll move to the junior class. Tyrone Johnson, 9.2 points, 3.4 rebounds, 2 assists in 23 minutes a game last year. Uh, shot 48% from the field, largely thanks to most of his shots being around the basket. He did a great job of uh, penetrating whenever he oh, got yeah. anything. He would never really settle for a jump shot. I uh, I love that. Well, last year we didn't have too many guys that would duck their head and just take it to the hole mm-hmm. like outside of Tyrone. 
But uh, that's I think that's my favorite thing about the guy. And th- this year it looks like he's improved his free throw shooting tremendously oh, after going you know twenty five percent. Free throw last year was forty three percent, forty four percent, and that's just I mean that's, that's way that's too atrocious. Low. That's I feel like I could do better. Than that. I <laughs> played last time I played organized basketball was in third grade. By the way, we're on the same team, same uh, intramural team. Intramurals. What's it? What's it called? It's, uh, clean turkeys. The clean turkeys. Take that's the court. Right. Uh, first time after Thanksgiving for our uh, intramural tournament. We may or may not be giving you some updates from it that you may or may not want but too bad this is our podcast we do what we want <laughs> yeah um i i'm a huge you know when Tyrone first started playing i was not a fan i thought he was kind of a, a little punk he, uh, he, yeah. he, he it didn't seem like his attitude was in the right place but after I, I think what really clicked for me was last year midway through the season he just like something started clicking he's like all right i'm i'm sucking i need to pick up my game mm-hmm. and then when we played michigan at michigan he went nuts he went and off. it was he went awesome off. i think he scored like 22 points that game sure. and just you know after that just it all clicked with the guy and he figured out what he needed to do next member of the junior class is sandy marchuch sandy the huge train the huge train i'm a sandy I'm we a, can make this out we could make this segment a half an hour long if we wanted to i'm i'm a big huge train fan half the time <laughs> Because the guy just has a – he's built like an ox. He's, he's 6'9", 250 he's pounds, and he just looks like he's all muscle. His arms are huge, but – But. He's he, a huge butt. He does not look like he, he – you know, he had a really promising uh, trip out in Italy where, he, you know, he's our leading rebounder, got a lot of double-doubles. But the thing is, it's – you know, I and I saw him play at the uh, alumni game in the inter-squad scrimmage, mm-hmm. and he played really well there. He had some good Grand, preseason numbers, too. He did, too. he did. But – uh. Yeah, it just still looks like he doesn't really get the game of basketball. And, yeah. you know, he, he'll get the ball in the paint and he'll make the move before the dribble, which he, you know, turns the ball over with travels. Sometimes his hands still look like they're made of buttered concrete, oh, which is incredibly frustrating. It is. But it, the thing is, I'm really glad he's not doing this. Granted, we're only two games in. When someone's posting up on him, he'll stick his arms outward mm-hmm. and not straight up and so they'll do an up and under and he'll just foul him and then he'll hold his arms straight out and look at the ref like what do i do last that year was, that was pretty frustrating last year sandy uh, averaging 1.6 points and two rebounds which is atrocious i mean sandy's built he's he's, he's huge and in 8.5 minutes i guess you know two rebounds in eight minutes that's not bad no. if you adjust for time but I mean, we there was a there was a reason we didn't play him more than eight minutes. He couldn't right, handle it. He was a foul machine. But yeah. also, uh, he really picked it up in the NCAA tournament. He did, and that's that's when I uh, started getting my high hopes for him. I mean, we needed we we needed size during the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. We needed someone that could play some tough D, some grab some rebounds, and you know, Sandy came through for us. So hopefully, right. that's something that he can build on, and that that we'll see. We'll review his performance of the Bucknell game and uh, the Hofstra game in part two. But uh, th- there are some things to be desired. Yeah. I think I think overall this season, I think he's going to continue to start out as a starter, but he may lose that position during Big Ten play or have his minutes reduced. But uh, we'll see how it goes. I think he's going to have a lot of great games and maybe put up some double-doubles. A little foreshadowing to the next segment. But, okay, next junior. Equally as, if not more frustrating. Probably a little more for me. Travis Carroll. Travis Tacos Carroll. TC, when he first came to Purdue... I was a big fan, but when it was you play, only because it was only be, you were only excited because he was taking the spot of uh, Patrick Beatty. No, so that is not it. true. Stop it. No, stop I, I, I legitimately thought Travis Carroll was going to be something because he, you know, he was playing good defense. 
He had the uh, 15 to 17 footer, and he had, he showed off some good legitimate post moves. But the thing is, he was playing next to Juwan Johnson. He was. And when you have the focus on Juwan Johnson, you know, an All-American, uh, he was guaranteed to be a first-round pick that year in the NBA draft, you're going to look good because the attention's not on you. And then last year, Carroll just really just shit the bed. And God, he was. It was awful. He, I'll, I'll never forget when we played Xavier, and – he just, I feel like, I don't want to say he blew that game because that's unfair to him. But there were some boneheaded moves. I'll never forget where he had a wide open layup and literally just threw it off the backboard. And I put my hands <laughs> in my head and just wanted to cry. I want him to be good. I do too. So bad. But here's the thing about Carroll is, you know, you can't ask a lot of him. He's not going to be a big time scorer, a big time rebounder. He'll have his games where, you know, he might get five to six rebounds and a couple blocks or a couple steals. But he's going to do things like set mean picks mm-hmm. and good hard picks that are going to be hard to get around. Uh, he's really good at boxing out. And he may not get a lot of rebounds because he's going to box out his guy and let someone For else sure. get the rebound. For sure. And uh, he's good at sliding and rotating on defense, which is a lot of things that get overlooked. But at the same time, he does have some silly fouls. Uh, he looks like he kind of gets lost out there, maybe ball hunting and forget his man. But I, I don't know. I think... I uh, I may be a little optimistic, but I think Travis will be a, a good contributor off the bench. He's not going to have a lot of minutes. I'd say maybe 10, 10 yeah. to 12 tops. I think his minutes are going to take a little dip. Um, last year he had 17. Yeah, our front court this year is pretty deep. We'll go into our huge. other front court uh, front court players. He's going to have to really earn his minutes, and Coach Painter is going to – you know Coach Painter is going to make him run Oh, those. yeah. Well, and I think he'll earn his minutes just because of the little intangibles that a lot of the yeah. new guys don't know yet. For sure. For instance, you know, he's a junior. He's mm-hmm. playing the Big Ten two years. Uh, he's, you know, he's got his feet wet. He knows what's coming. Now moving to the, to the sophomore class, uh, someone, redshirt sophomore, Anthony Johnson, who's seen a decent amount of minutes. And it looks like he's going to be our backup point guard this year because, you know, we, we lost Lou Jack and right. we're gaining freshmen that can play the, that can start at the point. But I think AJ's going to really have to take over those point guard duties. Yeah, I think he's going to be our first guy off the bench. I'll, I'm a I'm a big AJ or Anthony Johnson fan. We can call him AJ. Yeah, let's just call him AJ. We're gonna, we'll call, we'll call him AJ. Hammonds. Yep. Yeah, uh, Johnson can score, you know, in multiple ways. I remember watching a high school video of him right before he came to Purdue, where they were interviewing him. They're, you know, asking him all these questions, and they're like, "Well, three-point shot or three-point shot contest or dunk contest?" And he said, oh, "I'll take the three-point shot contest." I know. And he's like, "Which one would you win?" And he start, stares at the camera for a little bit, smiles, and says, "Both." He's got that <laughs> confidence that you need to play in the Big Ten. But and he, sometimes he's a little overconfident. Yeah, and there's a little immaturity at times, which was shown last year. But he's dedicated. I'll never forget That's after right. uh, I. I can't remember who we lost to, but it was at the beginning of the season, and uh, there was that picture of Robbie out mm-hmm. there shooting free yep. throws, and then like, and then it showed him and Anthony shooting free throws together as well. And you know he, you know he had his immaturity moments, like I said, but you know Coach Painter or Rob would lay into him, and I think that really helped him grow as a player. That red shirt was was pretty big. Oh, I think that was huge. Coach Painter redshirted him for the same reason that he regrets not redshirting. Um, Ryan Smith, because Ryan Rhino was not ready to play in the Big Ten oh, his no. freshman year, and we could have—I mean, we can use a three-point shooter this Absolutely. year. Absolutely, I think it was a good decision to redshirt AJ. He's—I think he's going to emerge, you know, as, as a pretty big leader this year, especially that point guard off the bench role. Even though he's not the natural point guard, you know, that we have coming off the bench, right. um, you know, and Ronnie Johnson, who we'll talk about later. But as a as a backup, 
he's going to be our guy. He'll be a good combo guard. You know, he can score in multiple ways for the three-point shot or driving to the basket. He's got that little floater. Hey, check this transition. Speaking of good athletes, Jacob Lawson's the next guy we're going to talk about. Jacob Lawson Freak. walks Freak. into physics class and says, what is gravity? <laughs> he's, he's a freak last year um even though at the beginning of the season i thought he would be the red shirt and not donnie hale uh-huh. but jacob lawson playing some center minutes 11 minutes a game 2.4 points 1.9 rebounds and two fouls he's averaging more he averaged more fouls than rebounds last year yeah that makes sense he was he's incredibly raw talent but uh this year i i think i've heard that he's stayed in the gym and worked on a jump shot and i saw it a couple times yeah. it's ugly but it's gone hey, in. if it goes in yeah i'm not going to complain um john sherna's shot was ugly and that went in very true but uh yeah i i think lawson's going to be a big asset this year just for his defense i mean the dude can he i think he can guard the three through the five depending on how big uh of a lineup yeah, we're agree. going to yep. if we're doing small ball i think he can guard a center. he's got the quickness I think. oh yeah he's got the quickness he's got the eye for the ball he can jump through the roof mm-hmm. it's it's crazy how high he can jump Offensively, I don't see him scoring a lot outside of you know offensive rebounds and putbacks or alley-oops, things of that nature, the occasional open jump shot. But all but, we're asking him to do is come off that bench. We're right. asking him to come off the bench, do that garbage time stuff, grab those rebounds. Get a few blocks and steals. Exactly. Just, just, just he, be a menace. He's just going to be a higher-energy player that will change the momentum of the game occasionally. I hope you know, so. Come in there and maybe, maybe you just walk in and foul a guy really hard and just be like, hey. <laughs> Jacob Lawson's in. <laughs> and then, you know, he'll just get the uh, the garbage points and things like that. But he, the, my one problem with Jacob Lawson is, is he might be too athletic. Like, there's times where... He uh, needs control, yeah. Yeah, he, his body moves quicker than his mind, and he'll do a silly little foul or something like that. But I, I feel like he's matured a little bit since last year, and maybe that'll start to come to an end. I hope but I, I, have, another body. I, I have some pretty high expectations for Lawson. Not too high, yeah. but I'm, you know, I think he's going to be a great role player who's going to play some mean defense. Neil Bashir's is our next guy. Was uh, the walk technically the walk on last year? Um, I believe he's getting a scholarship this year because of the uh, scholarship crunch. I think mm-hmm. him and Drew Anthrop are both getting scholarships. It's pretty cool though that Purdue has a six-six guy coming off the bench. You know, right? As, you yeah, know, last man off the bench. Not many people no, would do that for a program. Yeah, normally it's a smaller guard or whatnot, but having a six-six small forward shooting guard power forward kind of guy coming off the bench is a nice thing to have hopefully we'll never need to use him because of injuries and that's nothing against Bashir's but I no for sure yeah uh next we're going to come we're going to get to the newcomers our last part of the roster going over um the roster our red shirt freshman 6'8 200 pounds from New Albany <sighs> Indiana also went to prep school I believe in Maine my dude Donnie Hale he is a freshman and is about Seven months younger than I am, or I something. I am. He he's twenty. He he played his first game on Saturday, and he turned twenty-one. I think a week before, or you know, just before that right. game. I am I'm thoroughly excited for Donnie Hale. Just from what I've read, what I've seen, he's gonna be he's just gonna be one of those guys that's around forever, which is awesome. I'm okay with it. Yeah, he's already kind of a veteran leader. You know, he redshirted. He played his prep school mm-hmm. uh, time. And, you know, he's a low post scorer. He can hit the jump shot. He rebounds hard, plays good defense. The guy's, he, he's, his arms, his arms are so long. <laughs> he looks like an orangutan. I'm, I'm a huge Hale supporter. He just seems like a 
goofy dude, but I'm you know we're gonna need him come time because I he can guard the uh, five and the four. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know he's not a massive guy, but that length's gonna really help him out. I I think he's gonna be a huge asset to this team. And, and he's also he's incredibly smart, and that's probably oh, yeah. because you know he redshirted under. He was willing to go to prep school and redshirt his freshman year to play in Matt Painter's system, mm-hmm. you know, that that's just a great sign to me. That's oh, yeah. something that he really buys into the program, buys into what, you and, know, what Coach Painter stands for. And you know that now, you know, sitting out all those years and he just now gets to play as a 21-year-old freshman, he is dying to play. He's going to be hungry. He's going to be, yeah. He wants those minutes. He wants to compete. So, you know, he's just going to bust his ass off from a night in and night out. Probably the freshman that we expect uh, the most out of, and, uh, you know, whether that's fair or not, I'm sorry, but that's what he signed up for. Mm-hmm. Tyrone's little brother, Ronnie Johnson from North Central, 5'10 point guard. Man, uh, he's you know he's going to be our starter. There's no question. He's already been our starter for our first two games. Oh yeah. He's he's, he's gonna he's gonna start from you know the minute this season begins until the minute it ends. He's uh he's the real deal, and I'm really excited. Obviously, turnovers are going to be a big issue, but that's expected from a freshman in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, in high school, he was such a dominant point guard that he can make a lot of those thread the needle passes. But yeah, the Big Ten, you know, have to... he's got to slow that down because mm-hmm. guys are smarter, they're quicker, they're stronger, they're bigger. So uh, if if he can cut the turnovers down from four to six a game to more like two, mm-hmm. two to three at this point, I'd be I'd be fine with that. I think he's a cap- much capable scorer than uh, Lou Jack was at this point in time. He is. He's got, a, he's got a good jump shot. Gosh, he just can drive it, and he's not afraid of contact. And I think he's a better passer at this point than when Lou Jack came in. Probably than when Lou Jack came in. He he starts off better, right. you know, with that pure point guard. You know, yeah, pure he's, point guard he's abilities. confident, too. He's not afraid to go against guys. And his defense, is, he's a good defender. I think he's pretty underrated. That's something that a lot of scouts didn't really pick up on you right. know, from the major recruiting You know, sites, he, he kind of t- you can see when the well, you know what's going to happen right before it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. That leads a lot of breakaway steals. If he can give us anywhere between seven to nine points a night, that might be a little high to come Big Ten play. But, and, you know. Four to five assists, rebound steals. Just, just poised. Just yeah. stay poised at that point guard position. Make sure that you know he's running the floor and that you know, he's just keeping everything. Yeah, just under keep control. your head calm. Uh, set up the offense. Don't do too much. A lot of young point guards try to do too much, but you know, hopefully having his older brother there, that'll be a good thing. I think that we get. And they've played together before. I mean, they started in the backcourt for North Central oh, yeah. before for two years. Watching the chemistry between them in the exhibition games in the first two games has been well, not in the first two games since yeah. Rose have played, but. In the exhibition games, it was just beautiful. Like mm-hmm. they know where each other is going to be. Ronnie knows where Tyrone likes the ball. It's it's going to be fun to watch. Those it's two. like they grew up together. Or exactly. Something. Yeah. It's kind of weird. If Purdue takes that next step from middle of the Big Ten, you know, probably middle of the Big Ten to somewhere close to the top, this guy, you know, has got to click. AJ Hammonds, big seven footer. You know, he did his first couple years of high school in Carmel, Indiana, at Carmel High School, my alma mater. Then left, went to Oak Hill. I think Hammonds is going to be a weapon that Matt Painter has not had in a long time. Oh, absolutely. I mean, seven feet, two hundred eighty pounds. Uh, he seems like he's in okay shape as of right now. You know, that but, was the big. That was the biggest question mark of his coming out of high school is that he looked a little pudgy. He looked mm-hmm. a little out of shape. He didn't really have to work in high school because he's right. seven feet tall. Well, I mean, Oak Hill Academy is just known for chucking out NBA talent. They had they were really guard heavy last year, so he didn't have to be in great shape. He just had to get position. But um, yeah, I if he can be something awesome, like in play if he can play guys like uh, Cody Zeller. Jordan Morgan, you, you know, the elite big men of the Big Ten, 
we're going to be in good hands. But my biggest worry about him is, I, you know, he's raw. It's going to be really hard for him to pick up this Matt Painter system because, you know, he's his main thing was just head hunting and blocking shots and rebounds. He's got to learn the intangibles like box out your guy, slide over for help defense. That help defense is going to be huge yeah. with Matt Painter. Because, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't even need to like run over and block the shot. He just slides over, gets his arms in the air. That's a seven-foot-plus wall with his arms up that Don't no one's going to want to even try to shoot over. Play that Dwight Howard defense where nobody exactly. even want to come into the, come into right. the paint. Just, just alter shots. You don't have to be the hero and block every single one, and I think that's a lot. But, but uh, you know, from Carl Landry to uh, Jawan Johnson, mm-hmm. Matt Painter's done all right with his big he, men. Yeah, he's, you know what, he gets uh, big athletes, and they get in there, and they uh, by the time they're done, They've had a pretty successful career. And I want to say I want to say Coach Painter has never had a real threat like this because Carl Landry was an undersized power forward. Yeah, he was six seven on a good day. But he was still he was still a post threat. And let's not let's not pretend that JJ was ever really a post no, threat. He was he was a four. Mm-hmm. He was not a he was not a center. He uh you know I, I love the guy to death and I'm a huge Juwan but supporter. That's it. He's, but he's, he was never a center. He was right, never he's on the too block skinny. Uh, his only post move was a back down turnaround jump shot. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, Hammonds has that hook that looks all right. He can box out and get deep position, and you know, literally, he can just back some guys down with his huge body and turn around. The basket's right there. If he can get like good up and under moves and fakes like that, actually, in one of the one of the exhibition games, he had a nice little dream shake. Oh, that's beautiful. It was, it was pretty slow. One of the slower <laughs> dream shakes I've ever seen. But the but uh, he scored. Shake. He scored off that. The nightmare shake. Oh, my. So I think AJ is going to be a huge key. I think, um, you know, he's the thing to watch. If you he's, if you only watch Purdue games from, from you know, time to time, watch Ronnie Johnson, watch AJ Hammonds. Those right. two are going to be our This key. is just painfully cliche, but Hammonds is going to be his own worst enemy. He's going to be as good as what he wants to be. Uh, I saw a tweet from him earlier in the summer that said, need a, need a motivation or need to get motivated. Some along those lines, and I was just like, oh, my God, you got to be know, kidding me. I know. Don't but, post that on t- If you're listening, which I'm sure you are, don't post that on Twitter. No, don't. Don't do that. That's just silly. But yeah, you know what? I, I think he's starting to get that motivation, uh, you know, and Painter's going to whip it into shape. I, think, I honestly think that this season may be a little bit of a letdown for Hammonds. Okay, but I think, he'll, I think he'll feed off that. And uh, coming into his sophomore season, I think he'll be hungrier for uh, having uh, better numbers, better wins. Hopefully, you know, hopefully he'll prove you wrong, but I think I agree. I, I think yeah, it'll be... if he proves me wrong, I will happily eat my own words. Yeah, but I, 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 I expect pretty much uh, just about the same thing. But if he blossoms, man, the Big oh Ten better gosh. watch out. He could be a double-double machine if he wanted to. Man, you could so even flirt be... with, you know, uh, well, maybe same flirt with triple doubles and blocks. That yeah, might that's be a little. That's a little. He's no Dikembe Mutombo, but that's a little bit. But you, you have Juwan just, did that. You, Juwan did that once. You compared it in the five minutes we've talked about AJ Hammonds. You've compared him to Hakeem Olajuwon, and okay, uh, I did not. <laughs> I did not compare him to Hakeem the Dream. I just said he had a, a little dream shake. Did not compare him to the Tumbo. Well, I guess I stupidly did unintentionally, but. Hey, I we would be we would be remiss if we weren't cautiously optimistic about him. Yeah. But uh, let's 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 pump the brakes on it. I'm just busting your balls, Steve. <laughs> the next guy, next man up, is gonna be uh, Ray Feel. Uh, we we aren't Ray really D. sure. Ray D. We're gonna call him Ray D. Ray Feel Davis. I'm not percent sure it's uh, Rafael. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty five. bad with pronouncing names. So. <laughs> 
A 6'5 wing uh, from Le Lumiere, originally from the Fort Wayne area. I think this is the guy I'm most excited to see. Um, oh, he's absolutely. my He's my personal favorite from this class. He's got a swagger about him. He's so sure of himself on the court. He's a bulldog on defense. Um, he never settles for a jump shot, mostly because he can't shoot one. But <laughs> he always gets to the hole. He's tough as nails, and I he's that perfect painter coach painter player absolutely i think he's kelsey barlow 2.0 the same frame i i think rafael's a little bit bigger sure but yeah i and he's more offensively polished at this point yeah i this is hands down my guy that i'm most favored for coming in this season i would watch high school tape of him all the time you know and he he had somewhat of a jump shot in high school uh but you know most kids kind of do no no if they, they can, can get rely, away yeah they can get away with it in high if school if they rely on their athleticism it's pretty much you know that's what they're gonna do right um he's gonna he's gonna be coming off the bench i don't know if he's gonna ever crack the starting lineup uh his freshman year but personally i think he's going to be that he's going to replace um anthony johnson as our sixth man mm-hmm. come to come you know middle of big 10 season but we'll we'll, uh, we'll need his height too oh for sure he like you said he slashes to the basket and does not care he looks for the contact he's a strong finisher uh from what i've seen so far he's not a bad free throw shooter which is good as well but yeah he you know he rebounds hard plays great defense just perfect guy for painter system and i'm excited to see him grow because in italy he was averaging 14 points a game and i want to say five rebounds that might not be right but yeah he was our leading scorer in italy mm -hmm. so i i mean the potential is there the talent is there uh and i it looks like he has a pretty strong work ethic so the ceiling's high for this guy. He's a great athlete. I I can't talk, you know, I could go on all day about him. The next guy we're going to talk about is his high school teammate for the last two years, Jay Simpson, a big 6'9 monster of a man. This guy He's is, from Champaign, uh, Illinois. Coach Painter stole him uh, right under uh, Illinois', Illinois suck nose. It, suck it, Illini! <laughs> Jay Simpson is a monster. And so, he was probably the closest to redshirting this mm-hmm. year he was a but you Just know we, of that foot injury but we don't have enough bodies so we can't we can't right. afford a red shirt he might be a little slow coming you know coming up through the season he's going to be one yeah. of the last men off the bench but dude's a beast he i've i love what i've seen from him thus far in so high I'm school on campus i'm a big guy you know you and me we're six four six five yeah. this, he's monstrous he's, he's, he's dwarf huge man. i actually stood by aj hammonds the other day too and i was like you could like pick me up <laughs> over your head and snap me but um yeah jay simpson he's i think he's gonna be something special uh in high school he had an all right he could hit the three-point occasionally but he was a monster in the post just so big and so strong uh tremendous athlete and, you know, I know we're not going to touch in too much to the uh, previews or recaps from the Bucknell yeah, and whatnot game. But in the Bucknell game, I remember he came off the bench. In about four minutes, he had three points and two rebounds, or maybe three points and four rebounds, Very numbers like motor. that. Yeah, he's, uh, he's just all over the place. He's excited to play. Uh, obviously, he needs to get in better shape. He looks like he's in all right shape now. Yeah, but uh, he, better than I am, which, you know, yeah, is not I, saying yeah. much. <laughs> you know, I think by Big Ten play, he's going to be – He's going to be ready to go, and we'll need him against, you know, all the big guys in the big team. For sure. There's some, there's some for sure. good post players this year. I think he's – first of all, he's definitely a four-year player. I think by the time his senior year comes, I wouldn't be surprised if he played somewhat of a Draymond Green type mm-hmm. you know, type role. A do-it-all – maybe not in the leadership department, but on the court. A oh, yeah. do-it-all big man that can, heart, that can hurt you from anywhere on the right. court. 
I'd say I don't think I'd give him the credit as being as good of a oh, ball handler. I love I love Draymond. I'm not Draymond. Gonna lie. I love Draymond. Draymond. Okay, I hate Michigan I hate State, him. but I, I hate him. I really respected Draymond Green. Uh, he could play. He really could. But uh, yeah, I think I think Jay's gonna be really great. And then last but not least, our not our only non scholarship player, uh, Stephen Toria. I think is how you pronounce his name. I always think Toyota when I see it, but I know that's wrong. <laughs> Uh, the only one on the team um, without a scholarship, our official walk-on. I think I I hope he he's in. Uh, he Club should be in the, He should be in the running for Mark, Mark Titus's Titus's. belt for the Club Trill Challenge. I uh, from hometown, you know, hometown Lafayette guy. Uh, went to Faith Christian High School, six uh, three guard. You know, the last man off the bench. Don't know. He, he yeah, you know, I, just I, come in, bang in practice. Mm-hmm. I don't know he's if he's body. gonna be much time. Um, but you know, hopefully he can have a. A little story like Drew Anthrop and work his way up, you yep. know, if things permit, and he ends up getting a scholarship, or maybe not that, but, you know, maybe he'll get some playing time hey, here and there towards the end of his career. You never know. We never thought that um, Drew Anthrop would get a scholarship for two years, but no, you, never, you he, never know. If he puts in the hard work, who knows what could happen. So that's the lineup. It's look. I, I'm excited. If if you left off the bandwagon because the baby boiler class left, um, I don't know what to tell you. This is going to be a great it's class. Gonna, it's going to be an interesting year for Purdue basketball. Uh, you got to come in and you know you got to be open minded. I have high expectations, but you know I'm not going to go ready. in there and say yeah. that we're going to win the Big Ten title. I think a huge accomplishment for this team is if we make the NCAA tournament as a 16th seed, 15th seed. But if not, if we make the NIT tournament and we go deep in that, I think that's a great accomplishment in itself as well. I think um, if you ask Coach Painter, his his answer for what oh, a successful absolutely. season is going to be a 21. Yeah. His, his is going to be a 21 season. It, I think that's going to be his baseline from now on. But I, I think we get somewhere around – I think this will click. I think Matt Painter is one of the best coaches in the Big Ten. I agree. Um, and I, I think we finish somewhere around uh, 16, 17 wins – I think we sneak into the tournament. I think we get somewhere around a 10, um, 10, 12, and we're that dangerous team mm-hmm. um, you know, that could, that could show up a five seed, six seed in the tournament. Right. I, I agree because we've got the size, the athleticism, and you know we have some experience. Uh, guys have been in the tournament as well. All right. So now that we're going to go into the Big Ten projections, our super, super early power rankings. We're going to give you, you know, one through 12, as well as one story to follow from each team. So for me, and this kills me in every way, clearly the best team in the Big Ten is Indiana. There is no doubt. I hate it. It literally just makes me cringe. I hate if someone mentions banners on the street, I want to punch them in the dick. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but Cody Zeller's fantastic. Cody Zeller's the real thing, and I didn't think he was. He's, yeah, I – well – I had a feeling he was going to be and try living, being born and raised oh, from Bloomington, right. Indiana. It's it just makes me want to. Indy isn't much better. Indy isn't much better. Yeah. the IU star covers it. That's true too. But everything in Bloomington's IU all the time. It's it's disgusting. But I have to agree with you. Number one is hands down IU. Um, they're just great. Uh, Yogi Ferrell is a huge asset for him. I refuse him. to call a grown man Yogi, <laughs> unless his last name unless his last name is Barra, and that's fantastic. That's the greatest <laughs> nickname of all time. But if your last name is Ferrell, stop it. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how Crean uh, does him and Jordan Holes. I kind of I think Jordan Holes is going to move to a two guard position and just be it because you know Ferrell's Ferrell's a, start. He's so he's good. much better passer, much better ball handler. But I have to give three-point shooting the holes. That kid can hit it from anywhere in the court. I think the big story to watch with Indiana, and we won't give our opinions 
on the suspensions, but we'll just give the basketball um, <laughs> offsets right. of the of the suspensions. But uh, Hunter Perea and Peter Jerkin both suspended uh, for nine games. IU, I believe, is trying to appeal those. Peter Jerkin, uh, ridiculous name. We're not going to make fun of that too it's hard. Hard, hard not to. <laughs> Peter jerking my penis. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Hunter Perea, um, they had huge expectations for him. Uh, he was probably going to step into the starting lineup right oh, away. Dude's a beast. But I think adjusting those first nine games, if the suspension stays, that's what you got to watch for Indiana in the non conference. I think they'll stay, um, you know, top three mm-hmm. with, you know, in the country. I, uh, I agree with that. Uh, my story to watch would probably be. I think Victor Oladipo is going to have a breakout year. I hate that he's, kid. I hate him too, but he is lights out on defense. He's starting to get a little more offensive gain to him. Uh, you know, he's good at taking it to the hole. I've heard he's developed a little bit of a jump shot this year, which is scary. But yeah, between him, he's pretty athletic. He is, but he's stupid athletic. Yeah, it's, it's he's ridiculous. a scrub. He's a scrub. Fun fact: last year. IU gave rings for their Sweet 16 appearance. Yeah, that that's and a display case for the Kentucky game in so Assembly Hall. Dumb. I don't. That's just dumb. Like, yeah, cool. I mean, you know, good for them. They rebuilt no, their program. No, not good for. Hear me out. I'm just saying, good for them. Whatever. But you don't do that. That's just stupid. You, get, you, you want, get rings if you win something. I don't know. I don't know. Number two. Um, I have Michigan. So Michigan at number two. I think they're pretty dangerous. The main story to watch is is Trey Burke. Pairing with this fantastic, you know, oh, freshman yeah. class, uh, Mitch McGarry and Gary. And, I, uh, I wanted Mitch McGarry at Purdue more than anything. Uh, let's not talk about people we wanted at Purdue when we hit the second name, we'll, we'll Glenn Robinson the third. What a jerk! He that just makes me sick. Yeah, let's there's just, two. There's let's two just. freshmen in the Big Ten that I would just hate for not coming to Purdue, but we'll get there. Later. We'll get to there. Do you agree with that? I, Michigan yeah, at number two? I, I wholeheartedly with, agree with Michigan. I think they're actually going to win the Big Ten. Oh wow! Yeah, I think this is a great team, young talent. Uh, you know, they're a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Jordan Morgan's a great center power forward. Trey Burke is awesome. I think Tim Hardaway is going to have an awesome good, year. Good. He is just great. A good, sh- solid shooter. Great rebounder, has a high motor, uh, and a great athlete. And then, you know, the freshman, Glenn Robinson III, Mitch McGarry. This, this is a great team. A lot of young talent. Uh, they have Al Horford's little brother playing power forward, too. Do they? I yeah, didn't I, I, didn't, I didn't know that either until the other night. He looked, he looked all right, too. He's a redshirt sophomore. So they've got, they've got NBA talent. They or, well, they've NBA got you know, no, they people coming from NBA you talent. Can, hey, they, you can definitely say they've got some NBA talent um, yeah. on their NBA squad. legacies, yeah. we'll leave it at that. But I, th- they're going to be a fun team to watch. Number three, I see Michigan State. You know what? Michigan State is losing a lot, especially you know in, in the seniors that they lost in that senior leadership. First, they have, um, they're bringing in... We're going to say his name on this podcast, Gary Harris. The worst. Oh, my gosh. But if you watched him the other night, I, they, who, he they, was who tremendous. they playing? They played Kansas. Kansas. Um, oh, my gosh. He he was the key. He was he was the key for Michigan State that game. He's confident. And I, I'm going to go ahead and agree with uh, Michigan State as well because I think Ohio State's a little overrated. But, yeah, Gary, gosh darn it. Both his we parents came it. to Purdue and we the guy doesn't it. come. If he, I honestly believe if he came to Purdue, he'd be – a starter. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Without a doubt. Over Tyrone Johnson. Uh, Come on. No. Yeah. I'd put him over I'd, DJ. I, I don't care. I'd put him well, over yeah, anybody. Just let him start. I'd put him over everybody. He would. I don't know. 
this is this will get into a whole rant, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think the thing to watch. Um, first of all, I have uh, maybe a giant man crush on Tom Izzo. He is amazing. He's a, he's a fantastic coach, and I think um, you know easily top three, top two coaches, top two coaches I, um, in the nation. I'd you know, right behind, behind uh, Coach K. Coach but um, you know, he's he's amazing. Um, one thing to watch: Brandon Dawson's ACL recovery. Um, mm-hmm. I know we all hate him. Also, another guy that, that that reversed on his Purdue kind of semi commitment, but um, I, I, I don't think if dis- he dislike him as much as Gary Harris, but, but I think if he recovers from that ACL injury, uh, Michigan State is something to watch out for. I think that's a tier right there. I think those top three are definitely the top three, and there's a big drop off when you get to number four. For me, I put Ohio State. I know you're not really high on them, but I put Ohio State. Um, my thing, my story to watch with Ohio State is: is Deshaun Thomas really a viable first option on offense? I say no, but I don't. You know, Thad Mott is a great coach. I don't see them finishing. You know, that low. I I think he's. I think he's going to be the go-to guy in Ohio State, and I think he's going to have a great year. He's a tremendous athlete. Has a good shot. Uh, and he just has that sweet lefty jump shot. Sure. And just drives to the hole ruthlessly. Pounds the glass. Uh, you know, he was Mr. Basketball in Indiana, which screw him for going to Ohio State. Screw him. Screw a lot of these people. I think putting Ohio State at the four uh, in the Big Ten power rankings is fair. Uh, like I said, I, I don't think they're going to have as great of a season as what they're projected to have just because they're so young. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Aaron Kraft is going to give a lot Aaron of point Kraft, guards headaches. Aaron Kraft is good. Number five, and I think this, I think those two are in their own tier. Um, they will definitely finish four or five in some order. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin. I don't care who they lost. Wisconsin, the story to watch, they just lost um, their point guard. Uh, their starting point guard, I believe, to an ACL injury. Uh, always tough. You know, Bo Ryan, man. It, it, from the Big Ten presser, Matt Painter was asked what kind of a program he wants to run. He said, I want to run what Bo Ryan runs at Wisconsin, just churning out great talent after great talent and always being in the top half of the Big Ten. I think I, Wisconsin's a model Big I Ten I wholeheartedly program. agree that. And they're just tough-nosed players. Uh, they always have big guys that can shoot, nose for the ball. Bo Ryan literally looks like a badger and fits oh that God. program perfectly. He looks like the Grinch. Oh, yeah, a little bit. I see that. <laughs> But yeah, um, I I think it's fair to give that to give uh, Wisconsin the five spot. I like how we're agreeing on everything right now. It makes it easier. We're we're, we're like uh, we we're are. like soulmates. Yeah, a little bit. It's a pretty good way to put it. You look a little skeptical. Uh, <laughs> number six. I think this is where our Boilermakers sit. Right after five is another tier that drops off. And from six to about eight, nine is where, you know, any anything could happen. Anybody could fluctuate. I see Purdue finishing at number six. The story to watch for Purdue, like we said before, A.J. Hammonds, if, that, if he clicks, I think we could leapfrog Ohio State and Wisconsin into that tier. Oh, I yeah. think we could be fighting for them, you know, for a four or five. Our biggest, our biggest problem is three-point shooting, and that's going to be really, really tough for us to uh, overcome. But yeah, if Hammonds clicks, if Rafeld, if the freshmen click and they start getting it, and you know they start playing like their potential or live up to their potential, uh, this is going to be a fun season for us, and you know we're going to make a lot of, lot of noise in the Big Ten. And I do see us upsetting some teams like Wisconsin, uh, Ohio State. May uh, no, no, I don't, we'll I don't see anything that. over that. <laughs> uh, do you agree with Purdue at six? Yes. Okay. I do. I think it's close with Minnesota though. Okay. I the next team I have, seven, is actually Iowa. This is kind of my really? first one that I that I that I'm kind of grabbing a flyer of. Last year, the key to watch for this team, Zach McCabe. Last year he lit us up with 20 points, shoot just caught fire from uh from three-point range. 
you know, just we just didn't have an answer for him, and that's ridiculous because he plays for Iowa. Absolutely. And so I think that the the bottom of the Big Ten, though they're strong, I don't think that there's one team that stands out. And I think that Iowa, you know, if Zach McCabe takes that step, I think he could do it. I'm gonna have to. I I know that Iowa has given us headaches in the past. Like for instance, in uh, Etowan Juwan's last year, they mm, beat us in the last oh game my of the season, which we just at that point we kind of just liked. I don't know. We're not going we to bring mentally that up. There. That was that was the most disappointing loss of their four years. And for me, of the four was, years, I'll I'll never forget. I was at a friend's house and we were drinking. And naturally. After, naturally. Naturally. And after that, like after that loss, it got really quiet and someone said shots. So <laughs> I'll let you do the math there. Drink of choice? Uh, whiskey Coke. Oh, preferably good Maker's man. Mark. Good man. So who'd you put at number seven? I go with Minnesota. Okay. Uh, I think what Trevor and Bakwe said about paying back his scholarship. Great. That's... That's for those of you that, that don't know, uh, Trevor Mbakwe said that he would pay, repay his scholarship. Um, I don't know if it was just this year or all four years. I think it was just this year if Minnesota didn't make the tournament. Um, I think that's great. I, yeah. You know, he's taking real ownership over it and he's being oh, a real yeah. leader. And um, he, I, I think Mbakwe has the potential, not anymore, but I think when he was healthy, oh, he, he could have been, he could have been the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year. Oh, for sure. But now, you know, he's coming off the uh, injuries. I think he's still going to be a key role to this team, but, you know, they're a bunch of. Hard-nosed guys. Tubby mm-hmm. Smith is a pretty good coach. I, his I respect Tubby. Tubby. His name is Tubby. His name's Tubby, but he does well. Ridiculous. I, I, I pull for Tubby Smith occasionally, but I yeah, I have Minnesota sitting at seven. You got to pull for Tubby Smith because not many people do. That's true. Um, I have uh, Minnesota sitting at eight. I think their key is going to be uh, Trevor Mbakwe's recovery. So he has had a pretty troubled history in the Big Ten and not just both – on the court and off the orders, court, DUIs, violation, violating probation, that his ACL injury right. last year. You know he's going to have to really grow up, and I don't, I don't know if I trust him to to crack that you know seven spot in the Big Ten. Yeah, I mean when Mbakwe is healthy, he is a dominant power forward. For sure. We're going to move on. Number nine, I have Illinois. So uh, Illinois, the story to watch. Brandon Paul, he's dangerous, he's dangerous, he's dangerous. And even after the loss of Myers Leonard, whose name is backwards, <laughs> I think... Two first or two last names. He's got two last names. Who has two last names? I don't even he's trust people with two first names. Brandon Paul, I, apparently I don't. Brandon Paul is dangerous. He's got great scoring uh, skills. And they have a new coach um, in John Gross that's going to pump some energy into the program. He already inked today a great recruiting class, I think, um, especially considering it's his first year. You know, I, I think Illinois is going to be dangerous, and I think they got the I think they got the right guy. John Gross is a good coach. Absolutely. I I put them up. Uh, where was I at? I just did what I did. Minnesota at seven. So I'm at eight. I'm one behind you. I put oh, Illinois oh, at eight. Okay, you put Illinois at eight. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm not really sold in Iowa, but, yeah, I think Illinois, they're in the process of rebuilding with losing Bruce Weber Myers Leonard and you know a couple guys at graduation but like you said Paul uh, he's going to be huge huge asset to this team uh, you know I, I think they're going to be one of those sneaky teams I don't think they're going to make the NCAA tournament per se but I think they're going to have some pretty big wins a little upset here and there from time to time but it'll be interesting to see how they uh, how this team rebuilds after losing a head coach and a star player uh, who do you have sitting at nine uh, Iowa. Iowa. So I think these top, we, we agree on the top nine, the last couple, um, you know, are a little shaky. Like I said, that six through nine spot could be, you know, that Purdue, Iowa, Minnesota, Illinois, any of those could go any which way. I see right. how many player, how many uh, teams do you see making the tournament from the Big Ten? 
I see Indiana, Ohio State, Michigan State, Michigan, Michigan. Uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. That's five. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we can get at least seven in. Okay, so and I, I think those. So the, I think you know a safe bet is that Purdue needs to finish in the top seven mm-hmm. in the top half of that Purdue, Iowa, Minnesota, Illinois um, right. tier, and you know if we're gonna secure our spot in and I, uh, yeah, the, the the or the sixth and seventh spot for getting in the tournament to lose. Or I think it's gonna be a fight between Purdue, Minnesota, Illinois the whole season, maybe Iowa from time to time. And now we get to the basement of the Big Ten where we store our garbage. First, we'll start with Penn State at ten. So I have Tim Frazier as the story to watch with uh, the Taylor Battle Memorial Award for a great player on the worst team in the world. Um, I, I feel bad for him. Uh, Tim Frazier, to be fair, we did suffer the worst Big Ten loss ever, I think. You know, not ever, but, you know, a terrible <laughs> Big Ten loss uh, against Penn State last year, 20 points. Frazier's, then, Frazier's a legit player. Frazier, Tim Frazier's pretty good, but I don't see him, I mean, just like Taylor Battle, I don't see him yeah. uh, carrying I will, too far. I, in 2010-11, I was not scared of Penn State, but I was intimidated by them because they had, Battle, they had Taylor Battle was the good. They had Taylor that, Battles. They had that big guy too and i will never be able to remember his name because he played for penn state but he was he wasn't bad either and i think putting them at the uh 10 10 spot is fair okay Uh, i'm so proud of us that we didn't make one joke about penn state during our little segment there you know what Uh, we'll just leave that (laughs) they've gone through a lot already 11 northwestern i'm pretty sure we finished this uh, the same order northwestern filling the scoring void from john sherna john sherna was one of my favorites in the big 10 oh he he was fun to watch i really want a three-point shooter he i think he finished as northwestern's all-time leading scorer but could never break that tournament hump and i think filling that scoring void is going to be really hard for minnesota or i mean not for northwestern i I find myself pulling for northwestern basketball from time to time just you know it's you feel sorry for him (laughs) and i don't mean that condescending asshole way john sherna by the way because i'm a fan uh went to the hawks summer league played for them played for the knicks in the preseason and did not make an nba roster i was gonna ask where he was at i I think think he's he's playing in europe right now that would make sense he's he's definitely a european player i think he could have some success over there he also has the ugliest jump shot i've ever seen yeah it's like he sticks his arm straight up and then just flicks it and last and least, last and least, because they're terrible, and I have no talking points for them, Nebraska, they're terrible. My talking point, they have a brand new practice facility in 2011. Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, um, they're going to be pretty god-awful. They're going to be bad. The thing is, though, I've they did beat IU last year, and that was a pretty big deal. But I don't know if they will have the talent to upset teams like that again. Granted, IU is not number one in the nation and as stacked as they are now. But, you know, maybe they can – Maybe they can have the chance to give a couple good teams close runs at home. I'll give them that. Recording this on November 14th, it is early signing day. We're going to go through our three and congratulate the three people from the class of 2013. Kendall Stevens from St. Charles, Illinois. Bryson Scott, Fort Wayne Northrop, and Basil Smotherman from Lawrence North are, um, you know, all of our dudes coming in this year. Kendall Stevens and Bryson Scott are both uh, guards. Basil Smotherman's more of a, uh, a wing. Small forward. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what do you think? Uh, I am so excited for Kendall Stevens. And, you know, I hope him. he just recently mm-hmm. tore something in his shoulder. I don't remember the exact the injury. The right labrum. Yeah, that sounds painful. It, yeah, it's not a good one. But that's that's just heartbreaking for him. Looks like, know, it looks like he'll miss most of his senior season. If not all. But, man, he has a beautiful jump mm-hmm. shot. And he's got those long, lanky arms. 
uh, as a Purdue legacy. His father played here. Everett so, Stevens. Yep. I am. I'm. I think he's. Uh, I'm excited for all three of these guys because they fill in roles that we'll need when people are graduated. But. We need a three-point. We need a true three-point yep. shooter, yep. and that's what Kendall Stevens is. Bryson Scott is a is a man. Oh yeah, um, he he's, he's, he's going to bring some swagger. He's to the a team. tank. He's, he's not. He's not the biggest. He's not the tallest guy, but he is no, built like built. a football player. He's built. Kind of reminds me of Chris Kramer. A little I mean, bit, like, yeah. You know, very, very. We're going to do. We're going to do a controversial cross race comparison Let's here. Do it. I think Bryson Scott coming in. Uh, he's got, you know, he's had a little bit of discipline problems. He's had, you know, he's quick temper on the court, but right. I think that, you know, he's he's a perfect coach painter player. Oh, I agree. And Basil Smotherman, I think, gets often overlooked, athlete. but he is he's a he's, he can joke out the gym. Oh my gosh! I, you know what? I'm gonna try to make an effort to actually go see these guys play. Well, maybe not Steven since he lives in Illinois, but the other two, you know, from uh, the Indianapolis areas. I think I'm. Gonna try to get down. We there can do that. We can make a field Let's trip. We can, we can make a train stop at there. Ha <laughs> ha! You see what I did there? You're a comedian. Uh, Golden Black Illustrated posted a couple of uh, you know uh, quotes and snippets from Coach Painter's news conference. The best quote I heard about Coach Painter is that he usually recruits positions that we lost, but quote, if George McGinnis becomes available, we're gonna take George <laughs> McGinnis. <laughs> Thank you, Coach Painter, That's for making that clear. Right before we leave today, um, we are going to uh, plug some people that you should be following if you love Purdue basketball. Obviously, the two of us, our Twitter handles, uh, will be posted, um, as well as any, everything Steve writes. Steve's just a magic man. I get lost in your eyes sometimes, oh, Steve. You're pumping me up for more than what I'm worth. <laughs> I'm not that good. Obviously, uh, follow the godfather of Hammer and Rails, Travis Miller. Um, and the Paint Crew is on Twitter. Blogs you should follow. Uh, first, follow Golden Black Illustrated. Do yourself Golden, a favor. Golden Black's great. They're, Although a lot of the stuff they have is, you know, you have to pay for it. But the stuff they have for free is awesome. It's great. Twitter's free, too. The Twitter, so. yeah. And they're amazing. They're always they're the guys that you want to go to um, on Twitter for news as well. On that same you know similar lines, the Journal and Courier guys are amazing. Mm. Jeff Washburn and Mike Jeff, Carmen. Oh, I'm a huge Jeff Washburn fan. He's great. Uh, and I love Mike Carmen's mustache. Mm. <laughs> um, How can you not? And to be fair. We ragged on the uh, IU Star a little bit today, but they actually have a, a columnist for us now. Oh, they do. Michael Pointer, and oh. he's very great. Blogs that we love, Boiled Sports, um, for everything. Yeah. I love Boiled Sports. The Railroad Tie for Purdue Men's Basketball. Railroad Tie is great. They're and recruiting fantastic. as well. Hank, Hank does a good job. Hank there. does a great job for recruiting on men's basketball and football. Look at the Black Hammer. You I don't know if he's, they're, oh, they're brand new. I think they just got over 10,000 views. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy for them. They're, they're amazing. I mean, if, if you want to follow the recruiting beat, the Black Hammer is where you have to go. As well as Indie Sports Legends' uh, new website, Cliff Brunt is uh, the guy the guy to go to for that. He used to write for the Associated Press. He now started his own thing, um, Indie Sports Legends. He's pretty high on Purdue, so yeah. I love him. Those are the guys to follow. We'll post it um, in the site, you know, where where this podcast will go. And yeah, that's about it. Yeah, look for this to go up in the next couple of days. Uh, that does it for part one of the podcast. And part two, thank you for sticking with us uh, this far. Part two. Um, we're going to go through the Bucknell loss and the Hofstra win and do a little preview of uh, Villanova. Thank you for joining the train stop. Do you have any words of wisdom? Uh, no, I think we're all good here. Steve has no wisdom. Thank you, guys. And uh, check out part two. <laughs> Boiler up, we got a whole team. We're going big and we're picking up steam. You can't stop the train when we're coming down the lane. Throw the hammer to the ground when we visit your town. You know it's going down. Coming down the lane.
shoulder to the ground when we visit your town, and you know it's going down. Pull her up! Pull her up!